Shadow Factories and We Evolve present Tales from the Elethian Society, Book 3, Chapter 2, The Better Angles of Our Nature. to cease all this foolishness. Nobody needs to die. Well, nobody except Mr. Stewart for his treachery. The fate of all God's creation hangs in the balance here. You've all read the files. This is how they go, the Olgians for the society. You spend your life battling evil, your pals and colleagues all die or get their souls sucked out of their arsehole or some shite like that. If you survive to old age, you think it's because you're special. God's got a plan for you. Trouble is, it's all a load of mince. And sure enough, they start dipping into the artefacts because they're the only ones who knows what God wants done with them. Damn it all, she's making a good point here, auntie. This scheme does seem like lunacy. I hate to say it, but I think you've finally taken leave of your senses. Perhaps it's time for a nice rest cure down at Carfax. What do you say? Nonsense, boy. I'm as sane as the day I took my oath. Aye, that's maybe no saying much in your case. How many folks did or worse while you were getting this grand endeavour off the ground? What you fail to grasp is that once this device is activated, it will erase all of this and replace it with something better. We will all be born again into a world with no supernatural evils, where the society was never needed. We will live the lives we would have had if Satan had not set his unholy mark upon this world. That sounds dreadful. How can people really appreciate their everlasting reward if they only quail in fear every minute of their miserable lives? So, so this would remove all supernatural forces from the world? You're quite certain? Well, in that case, count me in. Dr. Cadwallader, every time I think I've seen the lowest moral ebb you can achieve, you manage to find some deeper level to sink to. What possible reason can you have for risking so many lives and souls? I have my reasons, Lady Roxburgh. I'm afraid my aunt has just offered me a way to get a particularly persistent old man of the sea off my back. That being so, I'm afraid I can't let you all interfere in what she's trying to achieve. Dash it all. This impasse can't continue. Don't force us to choose between our personal loyalty to you both and our loyalty to the society. <laughs> oh aye, that'd be a right heed scratcher that one, wouldn't it? Buggerlugs here isn't exactly your inspiring leader type. And I don't think anyone apart from him gives two tugs and a dead dog's cock about the mad old bism. If it comes down to it, we've got the numbers. Given all the trouble he's put us to lately, I'm thinking shooting him would probably have happened sooner or later anyhow. His condition, Lady Roxburgh? Well, he's conscious, but not terribly coherent. I've managed to bathe him and change his clothes, but he wouldn't rest. I've seen him in this state before many times, your ladyship. 
Dr. Cadwallader seems to have an enviable sort of ability to pass out whilst remaining standing. He'll sober up in a few hours. A day at most. Intriguing. A state not unlike somnambulism, perhaps? We haven't got a day. He's already wasted far too much time. Come on, we'll wheel him down to the chapter master's vault and get the order packet. I think you're all being terribly unfair. Dr. Cadwallader has all the pressures of command weighing down on him. It's hardly surprising he goes on a tear now and again. Now and again, he'd do nothing but drink from dawn till dusk if he got his way. And after this latest epic failure, I will make it my mission to see him removed as chapter master and drummed out of the society altogether. I don't know. If he was in the Navy, he'd be counted practically a teetotaler. What in the name of God? I just about shat myself. It sounds like Dr. Cadwallader has decided to join us. Excuse me while I help him up. Sorry, Arthur, but I think she's right. Old bully beef out there's becoming more of a danger to us than the opposition. Once this is sorted out, I'll have a wee word with the Tribune. See if we can't just have him put to pasture out somewhere quiet. Why on earth would the Tribune listen to you? Eh, I've done a few odd jobs for her in the past, you can. What kind of odd jobs? There you all are, my m- merry little band, my m- loyal disciples, gathered around me, hanging on every word. Oh, great. Has he reached the everybody's your mate stage? This will only be pretty. How are you feeling, Chapter Master? Bit better now you're in dry clothing, eh? Ha ha! I may have been wet temporarily. You, however, will remain wet until the day you die. (laughs) How dare you be so rude to my husband after all he has sacrificed? There now, Arthur, my darling, don't cry. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not crying. Just brought back a few unhappy memories from prep school is all. So much for being everybody's mate. He's like a big balloon filled with piss and vinegar. No wonder he's single. Can you imagine that climbing into bed with you at the end of the day? I'll have you know that in my youth, I was considered quite a catch. Oh, don't do yourself down. I think there's plenty of whaler captains out there would still consider you quite a catch. Bah! Pretend all you want. I see through you, Miss Gordon. All your barbs are just a smokescreen, a ruse to hide your burning attraction to me. An attraction you can't even admit to yourself. Jesse, you can't just go around assaulting the chapter master like that. Can I know? How about like that then? That any better? I put up with a lot of a moby prick over there, but I draw the line at insinuations that I'd ever stoop to silly in myself with the likes of that. If you're all intent on kicking the chapter master to death, well, I'm no complaining mind, but you did want him to open the wee vault first. Indeed. Miss Gordon, if you feel your honour has been sufficiently avenged, I can move him to where he's needed. Please do so, Mr Godalming. I fear if we have to listen to his insulting drivel much longer, this affair will end with a murder charge for one of us. Oh, I wouldn't worry about that. 
I got plenty of experience in disposing of bodies under Dr. Pritchard. Lord rest and keep his sanely soul. Just how many bodies are we talking about here? Oh, uh, look at the time. I'd best be off about my many and onerous chores. No time to stand here chit-chan we use. Get your hands off me, Gorving, you damnable brute. You think I'm just your pawn, don't you? Well, you've got another think coming here. Very good, sir. Now, in the meantime, why don't you and I take a stroll down to the vaults? Is there more beer there? I couldn't rightly say, sir. But I suppose it's possible. Well, then, wait are we watching for? Lead on, man. Can we really trust Godalming to, to take care of him in his condition, I mean? Why ever not? He's surely seen him at his worst, and whatever manhandling the doctor receives from Mr. Godalming is surely preferable to the treatment he'd get from Jesse if he remained. I, I, yeah, yes, you're right. Uh, of, of course you're right. Watch your footing, sir. It's slippery down here. I'd hate to have to patch up a broken neck. I've half a mind to do it just to spite you, you know. Now, now, Dr. Cadwallader, I don't have to heal you up completely. I could leave you paralysed and on death's door indefinitely, if I was so inclined. No, no, I'm happy with the status quo. Sorry for speaking out of turn, old man. Think nothing of it, Dr. Cadwallader. You'll be happy to know we're almost done now, anyway. We are? Yes, sir. I mean, we're at the chapter master's vault. Oh, oh, yes, I see. And the beer's in there, is it? Well, I don't know for certain that there isn't beer in there. Good enough for me. Open, O oh ye mighty vault. Yield unto us your precious frothy treasure. So, uh, does that usually open it, Dr. Cadwallader? Blast it. No, there are some secret words, magic words. I can never remember them at the best of times. Oh dear. Seems we're at a bit of an impasse then. No. I write them down and keep them in my wallet. Safest place. Well, what a fortunate turn up for the books. Not to mention a flagrant breach of society protocols. Here we go. Damn, can hardly read them. Must have been drunk when I wrote him down. Why don't you let me take care of that, Doctor? God, how long are they going to take? Well, I'm just enjoying putting my feet up and resting for a bit after all the travel and hullabaloo. You seem quite lost in your work, my dear. What is it you're writing? The list of charges for which Dr. Cadwallader must be brought before the Tribune. I may have to send out for some more paper soon. Oh, not... Again? Can't stand trials. Can't we just ignore our troubles and hope they'll go away? How did you get into the society We an attitude like that? Confronting problems openly? It's just not the done thing. Everybody in my family knows my great-uncle Monty made his fortune in the slave trade, but nobody brings it up at Christmas dinner. Instead, we just chat about the weather and avoid eye contact with the old bandit in the hopes that he pops us clogs before too long. Ah. That does explain the tension over pudding when I asked him for a story of his voyages to the Americas. 
I've good news and bad news, ladies and gents. Good news first, always. We have retrieved the Indigo Order packet from the Chapter Master's vault. Go on then, what's the bad news? Unbeknownst to anyone, it appears Dr Cadwallader actually had secured a bottle of single malt in his vault and he'd managed to drink half of it before I could get it off him. He's currently passed out on the hall carpet. Pay no heed to the doctor's antics. Let us get this order packet open. Your cup for tummy. Your cup for tummy. What? What is it? Oh, this is worse than we thought. If this is the way you like to tease, then poor Arthur's boss must be navy blue. Moan, hurry up and tell us. It is indeed the famous polymath Charles Babbage that we face. It appears that he was a society member and that he held some particularly avant-garde theories about the fundamental principles on which the supernatural operates. His research led him to a branch of arcane mathematics which he referred to as the geometries. However, his exposure cost him his sanity and caused him to manifest phenomenally dangerous effects around himself. Some he could control, such as his ability to teleport, others just caused mayhem of the kind we've seen all round Glasgow these last little while. But, but he's dead! I read it in the Times! It must be true! The society captured him and managed to transfer him to Carfax Asylum, a private facility they operate for members who... Uh, yes, I, I know of Carfax. So they faked his death and stuck him out the road. But if he could teleport, how did they catch him? And how did they keep him once they did catch him? With the help of another mathematician, Mary Somerville, she studied his notes and managed to find some kind of weakness that she could exploit. He was rendered harmless as long as he was kept in a very special room at Carfax. All right. Sounds like we need to talk to her then. That won't be easy. She lives in Italy and is quite elderly. What help she can possibly give us at such a remove, I don't know, but we must try. Let's get Gillespie here and have him take a telegraph for us. Yerang. Your every passing whim being my pleasure to cater for, of course. And me with my bad back since the, the incident. Huh. Been a while since it did that. I rather thought we'd seen the last of that bit. Mr. Gillespie. Message begins to Mary Somerville, Hotel Conception, Via Roma, Monte Calvario, Naples, Italy. Stop. Stop. Yes, that is what one says in order to denote a full stop when sending a... I mean, stop. You're wasting your time. How dare you speak to me in such a fashion? You're wasting your time because she isn't in Naples. She's here in Glasgow. She came round the other day. I told Dr. Kidwallader, but he was busy wallowing in sin. Said he wasn't interested in sipping tea with some old fossil. She left her address and a message for him to contact her urgently. I'm assuming he never bothered himself. How come you're only just telling us this now? I didn't know she was anyone important. I just thought she was some old biddy come to bend her ears about her glory days in the society. Bring the carriage round and take us to her immediately. Um, naughty nitpick. But surely as the ranking man, shouldn't it be your husband giving the orders now the chapter master is indisposed? 
Listen, you hear, you hacky old scroat. You do as you tell or you're getting huckled out of the windy. Understand? I'm about at my limit, so I am. One mere peep out of you and I'll no be responsible for myself. Indeed, cease your insolence and make yourself useful for once. Oh, aye, very good. I'll just go fetch the carriage then. And maybe a wee bag for you to keep your husband's boss in, seeing as he doesn't have any use for them, you evil harrod. Hand to God, I'm going to do my nut if I hear one mere man being an arsehole today. Go on yourself, no lugs. Another winner. How'd you do it, Banjo? What's your secret? Oh, just clean living in virtue, Bobby. Another round on me. Don't look now. I think Meg's giving you the eye, Banjo. Hard to tell with a squint mind, but... Hello there, Banjo. Who's about you take me out for a sausage supper wheel, you winnings? I can suck the batter right off a sausage if you can, lad. Oh, eh, no the night, Meg, though. I've got places to be, things to do. I'm a working man these days. Only time, Banjo, my love, see you later. Don't I, she's gagging for it. Why did you not get your home? With Squinny, Meg? I wouldn't ride her into battle. You should see the lassies I'm getting these days, Bobby. I'm telling you, my luck's changed for good. Well, I'm just hoping something rubs off on me. Nothing good ever happens to me. Oh, shite. What? See that peely wally fella that just walked in? I'll give you ten pounds just to go up and keep him busy. Ten quid? My luck's in for sure. No problem, Banjo. This place seems repellent, but utterly mundane. Why on earth would the incongruencies be centering here? But there can't be any mechanisms here to manipulate the geometries. It's not as if... Oh, mister! Fancy I swatch my scabby ears! What? No. No, I don't. Please go away. No, here you are. I'm showing you my scabby ears. I'm engaged in important scientific... Oh, oh no, not here! There. There you go. Scabby ears, there's this side of the Clyde. Get away! Before... Damn it all. Time to get going. Sorry, Bobby. I'll drink to your memory, pal. You wouldn't be needing that tenor now, though. Hope Nate for the society hears about this. I'd best be hoofing it, you know. Mrs. Somerville. Hello. Anybody home? Locked. The desk clerk said she hadn't seen her for a few days. She is elderly. It's possible she's bedridden. Perhaps she's fallen over or something. Should we ask at the front desk for a spare key? No need. I brought one with me. Really? Oh, aye. Stand back and I'll show you. Ah, I see. I expect I'll be paying for that, will I? Very gallant of you, Lord Roxburgh. She's here on the bed. I think. 
yes, she's dead. Ha! Not me this time. I've killed my quota of old ladies. Well, really? Mine doesn't really count. She was under a curse and very old. Pretty much dead to begin with. Arthur, stop making a scene in the hallway and get in here. We may need your help if we want to move the cadaver. Goody, yet more ghastliness. The place is a bit messy. Think somebody's poked a boot already? Yes, perhaps. I doubt Mrs. Somerville was in the habit of leaving her notes scattered about the place. How did she die? Was it peaceful? Wouldn't he bet on it for the look on that face? That could just be caused by a rigour of some kind. She's not been dead long, though. A day at most. How can you tell? I was inspired by my meeting with Isabel Thorne. I've begun studying anatomical medicine in my spare time, but this is my first chance for a proper cadaver examination. Oh, Sophie, you can't take up a trade. Least of all a ghoulish one like an anatomist. Och, hod your wished. If Sophie wants to guddle in granny guts, that's her business, no yours. Hmm. One eye showing signs of blood, possibly a vessel burst in her brain. Too early to tell anything definitive. We'll have to get her back to the house for a proper autopsy. Absolutely out of the question. I forbid it. You forbid? I mean, unless you really think it's the best course of action, dear. We shall have words about this later, Lord Arthur Roxborough. Yes, dear. No sign of the key. Locked for the outside, looks like. Jessie, collect up her paperwork. Arthur, get that rug out from under her dressing table. Oh, aye. I'll just jump to it, will I? It's a nice rug, Sophie. Do we really have to stoop to theft? I'm sure we could just buy one exactly the same. For pity's sake, it's to roll her up in. You can hardly think we were just going to walk her out of the hotel. No, three well-dressed individuals carrying a bulging hotel carpet looks much more inconspicuous. What was that? I said, I'll get right on it, dear. That's the lot of it, I think. Good. Now help me move her onto the rug. Let me do it, Sophie. You shouldn't be lifting heavy things in your condition. Ah, Very well, my dear. Perhaps you're right on this occasion. After all those stares, I am feeling a little flushed. You look radiant, my dear. Arthur, dear heart, you're so sweet to me. You're my all. I'd do anything for you. Uh, not to break up the romance and all, but we've got an old biddy corpse to move before the rosers get wind. Yes, right, right you are, Jessie. Let's get Mrs. Somerville moved. On three. One, One two, two, three. three. Now we just roll her up. And lift with your knees. Excellent. I will go ahead and keep a lookout. You two get her downstairs and out the servant's entrance as quickly as possible. (coughs) As you say, the coast is clear. Take her past the grand staircase and we'll go down the servant's stairs. Gosh, how exciting. Fine, let's just get going. All right, you wait here by the main stairs. I'll go into the servant's stairs and check if they're clear. All right, just hurry it up. I wouldn't want to be caught like this. I feel like I've got my ears hanging out in the breeze. A charming turn of phrase, I'm sure. I'll be as quick as I can. Let's just keep our heads down and keep out of trouble for five minutes. Oh, there's a loose thread on this rug. 
I hate that. Let me just give it a pull. No! Well, that really is just shoddy weaving. Doing the servant's stairs, now! Do we take the remains of the rug? Is that evidence? Stop flapping and just go! Sophie, the jig's up. Run for it. Scheiße! Why does everything we do have to turn out weird and horrible? Hello there, sir. Just thought I'd pop in and see how you were doing. Still sleeping it off, I see. Let's just have a little look and see how matters are progressing, eh? Oh, very good. Very good indeed. You're almost ready, Dr. Cadwallader. A few ounces more and you'll be there. What? Who's that? And afterwards, once you've given us everything we need, then I'm going to take very great satisfaction. In killing you myself. But, Mater, I, I don't want to stay with Aunt Cressy again. Shush now, sir. Just a bad dream. Back to sleep. We'll have a nice big meal waiting for you when you wake up. Oh. <sighs>